Welcome to this week's edition of the Weekly Recess. Mitchell Lee, Connor Vandermark, Nick Izzo, and Tommy Grant here with you. And guys, we're getting to the nitty gritty. It's Thanksgiving week. The playoff machines are uh, they're they're in full gear on ESPN. We've got the in the hunt graphics, and if your team isn't in that graphic, then You've probably got the mock drafts going. It's a fun time, unless it's not. I don't think it is. We'll get into that later. How are we doing? We don't think it is. <laughs> I think it is. Oh, shut up, you. My, my dolphins are sitting pretty pretty right now. I mean, we can do dive I think into that, that if you want. Do I think they're going to make it very far in the playoffs? No. But... I'll be happy just the fact that they make it there. That's the thing. There's there's a lot of Dolphins fans out there that think that this is a Super Bowl team. Oh, God, no. And I, I just think that this is a team that has one and done written all over it. Unless, and hey, you know, Tyreek Hill's been playing at such a level that maybe he can drag a team a round or two. You know, sometimes a receiver or a running back, you know, we saw with Derrick Henry a few years ago where he was just on such a tear that he made it through Brady and he made it through Lamar Jackson and his MVP season. So it's not unheard of, but at the same time, two has had too many of these games where it's just like, hey, do you remember the color of the jersey that you're supposed to be throwing the ball to? And yeah, he had a lot of plays against the Raiders where it was it was just ugly. I I was unable to watch the game, but I watched the highlights, and I just yeah I don't know what's going on with him. We he was doing defense looks better. Half. De- yeah, well, that's the thing, and that's why I said a while ago the Dolphins have that hit or miss. Their offense is great and their defense sucks, or their defense is great and their offense sucks. Right now we're in that weird balance where they're both just mediocre, and they just kind of switch off who's good at which game getting Jalen Ramsey back definitely helped I mean he had I think he had two interceptions in that game one that basically sealed it for the Raiders and the other or for the Dolphins and the other one was uh an end zone uh interception so whenever you can make a play in the red zone that's that's huge yeah and he he was the arguably the best non-Tyreek player on the field I'm surprised the Dolphins yeah. didn't actually win by more, to be honest, against the Raiders. Yeah, well, whatever they got in, uh, you know they they had to kick they had to kick two field goals in the third quarter, so they were never really able to get that touchdown to put them ahead multiple possessions. It was always a one possession game throughout. The Dolphins just kind of lacked that. Uh, that like last punch that you need and Jalen Ramsey kind of had to give it to him at the end there. Like I say with a Chan going down, cause this was his first game back too. Yeah. And no, as someone who plays fantasy, yeah, I was hoping in one of my leagues, that was like, Oh, he's go at least get like, if he got half the production he was getting, I would have been happy. But like, what it was only like one drive he had and he re-injured that knee. I heard that it's, it's not surgery like needed for it which is good for him but like he was such an explosive player for them and like like running the ball for that for them like they they didn't really nothing i remember correctly like most of did had 100 eight, yards on the ground and they didn't yeah. hn gives them that extra i mean most a fast running back for sure but hn has that like anytime i touch this i could go 80 yards ability that a lot of other players in the Dolphins have, but not necessarily out of the backfield, so it's one more thing for a defense to have to game plan for. It's the explosiveness. Yeah. I think it begs the question too of whether or not he came back too early. Because he, yeah. he, he went out pretty pretty early. I didn't see the exact play that when he re-injured, but you know, for for him to go out so early in the game, I don't know. It seems like maybe, just maybe, he came back a little too early. Well, yeah, he was might have been better to keep him and uh, 
you know, say, hey, we got a short week coming up. Let's keep you out for this game, bring you back on Friday, so that we, after you come back, you've got a long week to recover. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's very true for him. Game would have been better. Do we want to get into the New York teams? Because it's it's Let's like we, we have it. to, yes. but at the same time, uh, it's like I want to talk about the teams that matter. <laughs> I, I I'll start with Let's Nick first. I have, I have this. I have one question about for Nick. Sure. Were you happy that the Giants won? Um, yeah, if anything, Nick, you should be happy this week. I wouldn't be. It's it's hey, mixed feelings. It was a little 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 light of hope. It's 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 mixed no, feelings. I, I'm. I'd be all in on the the tank for Caleb or Drake. You know they're both good. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know. another screen to Julio. A, a tanker, right? Sorry, here. Eagles. We we should let people know that we are watching the conclusion of the Eagles Chiefs game while this is going on. Probably the two AKA best teams the Super in the Bowl National Football League. Yeah, two best teams in the NFL right now. Super Bowl rematch. So. If any, if any of us suddenly, you know, start bursting out into celebration or even just like mention something, that's probably could, what that was. Could this be the foreshadowing of what's to come in about a month and a half, two months? I I think it certainly looks a lot better for the Chiefs right now, given the state of the AFC that we will get to. Yes. Um. But yeah, as far as the Giants go, hey, uh, Devito looked good. Saquon made explosive plays. Uh, Devito barely survived because they sacked him like seven times in the first quarter alone. Yep. Yeah. It was but like once you, nine it was times, I think five. Four. Yeah, it was a, a rough day for him as far as just the punishment that he took. But you know, he gets to go home and have mom's spaghetti. That's right. And uh, just to like, enjoy a a day as the winning quarterback. His bed was already made for him too. His bed was already made, and he gets to go lie in it now. Like good old Italian boy. Thanks, yeah. thanks, mom. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's mixed feelings because obviously, like as a as a fan of the team, like I'm happy they won. Like I'm I'm not really behind like tanking that that much. Um, I think it just like yes, it w- might help in the long run, but you never know what the draft pick is going to end up being anyway. So I think I think as you know, just wanting to see like a good football game, like yeah, they they did well, and then, then traditionally they have done well against the uh, Commanders. I have to say, um, so it was it was pleasant to see. But you know, is he the answer? I mean, there's no way to even tell. Like, there's no way I can even like gather an opinion on that like you have to give him pretty much like a lot more games and then you'll and then you'll see but for now it was a good wow. game nice throw by hurts yeah hurts right down the sideline to Devonte smith and they're gonna they're gonna about to do the brotherly shove that we all oh, yeah baby <laughs> oh, yeah. get get me my hurts fantasy points um that's what i want yeah, I think that, by the way, the, the Giants, one thing that I really enjoyed watching, uh, I wanted the Jets to take Kayvon Thibodeau in the draft. Now, granted, out of all the things to complain about about the, about the Jets, the first round of the 2022 NFL draft is nowhere near the list. Because when you get Sauce, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, that's just tremendous, and you love it. But Kayvon Thibodeau is my favorite player in that draft. And he has been incredible for them. You couldn't turn on that game without seeing Kayvon Thibodeau just in the backfield make it a play. That's right. And he he's been he's been great for them. Yeah, and it's funny too because the New York media for like two weeks called him like, "Oh, is he a bust? Like, is he really this? Is he really that?" I mean, you know, I kind of just like had a, a small chuckle because you know it's like, mm-hmm. look, if he's not getting he doesn't have to get a sack every play. He just draw a double team, and then somebody else can come in. Like it's very plausible. It happens all the time. So it, you know, for for the media to call him a bust, I was just like, wow, like a little little quick on the trigger. But okay, yeah, he had a monster game though. 
All right, Connor. Yeah. Must we? Yeah. We are now in Boyle country. Yeah, the Jets have gone uh, and benched Zach Wilson for the second, maybe even third straight year, if you really want to consider. Rookie year, they kind of sat him down for maybe a little longer to recover from an injury to just kind of watch what Mike White was doing. Watch what Josh Johnson was doing, or Joe Flacco, or Chris Strevler, or Tim Boyle, or however, all these people that have come in for Zach Wilson, because this dude is just one of the biggest busts in the history of the National Football League. It's mm-hmm. called what it is. Uh, now, the offensive line is a giant mess, because everyone's getting hurt all the time. Mekhi Becton somehow was the one guy that hadn't been hurt or one of the two guys that hadn't been hurt up to this point, he gets hurt. Luckily, it doesn't seem like a major injury, but he'll probably miss a couple weeks. And now we've got Tim Boyle, who has never had a positive touchdown to interception ratio on any level of football. I don't even know how he got into the National Football League to begin with, if I'm going to be completely honest. But he's there. And so now the Jets have to play the Dolphins, and I will be 100% honest. I'm done with this year, man. I'm done with it. I'm, oh, you and me well, both. I'm, I'm in the tank. I Aaron Rodgers, take your time. Don't worry about it. You know, take the spring. Take the, Just make sure that you're ready for whatever mini for game, camp, training game camp. Next season. Uh, Maybe he'll whatever. make a game too. No, he'll be back for next year. Uh, I'm more worried about that. I just don't want him playing, and I don't think he will. If we're like four and eleven, don't no. take the field. If we're five and ten, man, there's no points. All the essential oils uh, he's going to take is not going to help him. No, I don't care what dolphin he listens to having sex. It's not <laughs> worth it. I don't know, man. That's a very therapeutic uh, sound. What? I, I can definitely see Aaron Rodgers being part of an MLM pyramid scheme. Oh, absolutely, 100%. I can see him, like, giving the speeches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you – are you an advocate of any firings right now? Okay, not, not, okay, not right now, but at the end of the season. Are, are we talking would, just Jets or in general? Sal- Salah, Jets. Hackett, Douglas. I would say – I think Salah Hack- should. I think Salah should Hackett's have. Hackett's tied a, to Rogers. Yeah, Hackett's tied to Rogers, and he and Rogers still been defending him, uh, as I've been seeing in the media with his like the the quotes. Um, I think Salah will have a short leash, and if they don't start well next year, because I'm I'm assuming like let's say they they pick like what's what are sitting right now like, like pick ten right now for the draft. Yeah, uh, 10, 11, something like that. Projected draft order. But, like, you're hoping to get something because their defense is fantastic. Um, And we, I, at least I expect them to be that way again next year. So, yeah, they're projected as 10th right now. Um, So, they, uh, according to ESPN, they have a – just under 50% chance to earn a top 10 pick. So I don't know how, when, when, how, when this was, it's a little, it's a little outdated, but let's say this is from last week. So we're just going with the numbers they have for now. Um, so with that being said, though, they're, they're going to try to going to draft some offensive weapon or even a actual good tackle. That'd be great to have. Um, I like, like our I, offensive line. It's just never healthy. It's just never healthy. It really, really is. But like that, that assurance would help. But like, they're. I, I think Salah should have one more go because I think Salah's because this is no his big thing was a defensive coach. No, remember correctly with Salah with the 49ers. No, that was his his thing. His bread and butter and their defenses looked great, and no. Again, Hackett's tied to Rodgers, so like this is Rodgers last year in his contract with the Jets this next this upcoming year. So Rodgers sucks, then Hackett gets the boot as well. But 
no, my the way I'm seeing it right now is go to fresh slate, fresh slate next year, and run it again, and try to get try to get a piece or two where you know you can try to be you know upgrade some position of need that will make them into a more of a threat than they were last year or this the year that is yeah um i don't want to say i'm indifferent because clearly i'm not but i i just the right decision hasn't necessarily jumped up and bit me in the nose just yet i don't i don't really i i I'm just tired of I'm tired of hearing the same things and I'm tired of the same things happening. I mean this year is the same thing as last year. It just is what it is. It's the same thing. We're having this conversation just a month earlier than we had it last year, maybe a few weeks earlier. But we're having it. And it yeah. sucks. But and I do think that a lot of that does come down to coaching. You had to know that there was going to be I put a lot of I put more of it on the GM. No, yeah, the GM, yeah, definitely. Lazar, I I know that Rogers wanted Lazard, but the the receiving core is just so bad. I'm not putting the offensive line on Douglas because, good lord, everyone's hurt. But the yeah. receiving core is just unplayable outside of Garrett Wilson. That is completely true, and you now I think when it came, comes to Salah, is that like. He was in a tough position where, like, if you try to trade trade for a quarterback, you can't promise him the future because of the fact that you still have Aaron Rodgers sitting there in the wings injured. Yeah. No, you have Zach Wilson, who is he quote unquote has the pedigree of being a second overall pick, and does does, does he deserve it? He, he, he's oh yeah, he, I'm I'm just I'm saying as of when Rodgers got injured, we're saying week three, week four, like. Oh. So he had the pedigree. It's like, I was like, okay, run it back with him. But there's a point where it's like, no, when the Jets are such, like, what is it? It was 40 drives until it took the Jets to score another touchdown. 41. That is, like, it should have went that far. Embarrassing. If it hit like 30, then you're like, okay, screw it. We got to change it up. Because that is an atro- that's atrocious. Like even teams like the Patriots can score touchdowns, and even teams like the Giants that have no offensive line and Tommy I DeVito. Was just like he threw three touchdowns. Literally, he threw three touchdowns. Yeah, even even he he's like, thrown more touchdowns this year around. than Zach Wilson has. He's thrown as many multi-game like touchdowns as like Daniel Jones probably in the past two seasons. Yeah, like. In all fairness, the reason why we're in games is that because our defense actually shows up. Like, and that's sad. That is so sad. The last touchdown we scored was the giant game. Which, like, which you were even lucky that it was a win. Like, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, God, that's, that that's awful, when you're struggling as the Giants, when they're going through it. Like, and they don't have a game plan for Tommy DeVito. It wasn't like the commanders where it's like, all right, we've kind of, you know, DeVito's gotten all the reps. And the thing is, like, even when they are, like, winning games, they're winning games with one touchdown only in the game. Like, that's that's unacceptable for a team that wants to be a playoff-bound team. Yeah, defense wins championships, but offense wins games, and you got to win the games that you can get to the playoffs first. Like, it's unacceptable. So... The point I was getting to before, though, like, Sal was in a tough position. But, and I I understand trying to back his guy. But at the same time, there's a a point in time, like, what's the other options we have? Screw it. Because at this point, like, like I saw the reports coming today where Wilson's the third string quarterback now uh, going into Friday night. Just like last year. Like, you're behind uh, Trevor Simeon as well. Like, ugh. Who should be starting? Honestly, who is this Boyle guy? I had never heard of him until yesterday. Simeon's probably the best starter that you would have at this moment. <laughs> yep. I agree. At this, at this given moment. Um, 
I would like to start talking about some teams that actually matter. Yeah, let's talk about and, some good teams because this, this, I don't want to you know, ruin our <laughs> listeners' sad, mopey talk about this garbage. Although, we are going to kind of stay in the mud for a little bit because we're going to talk about the AFC North. And the AFC North is fun, though. North matters. Is it? You know, I wanted wanted to talk about the AFC North today, actually. The the birthing hurts. Uh, I am very sad about The Bengals are done. Bengals, you can go ahead and move them off of the in the hunt graphic. I know technically they are in the hunt, but they you can you can move them out. Yeah, the Ravens are very. The Ravens are legit. They're probably the biggest super, biggest AFC contender. in competition with the Chiefs. And then the Steelers and Browns are just... I don't even know what to call them because defensively they're very good. But their quarterback play... And the Browns, it makes sense. Watson's hurt and you're playing a fourth-round rookie. Steelers drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round. And it's like watching Zach Wilson. Where it's just like, I don't know what... Sport you're playing, bud, but you're sending football back. But the thing is, like, at least the Browns can score touchdowns. That's yeah, the funny thing. I, I can't put Kenny Pickett in the same category as Zach Wilson. Not for nothing. I can. Nah, I can. But nah. their defense, the Steelers' defense is good in a very different way than Pickett's. the Jets because the Steelers. Yeah. I I think Pickett's Pickett's He's in the same bad, league. Bad. I think. <laughs> He's in like the league above, but. I don't think he's in the same. That's, I don't know. I, I've seen him actually move an offense before. Do we think the Steelers and Browns make the playoffs? Because I think the Browns will end up making it. I think the Browns. I don't Browns want the Steelers, the, I don't the, want the Steelers to make it, but their schedule is they can definitely go the distance as far as the offense goes. I didn't see anything phenomenal out of this week's performance from that says that they can take on the other teams. Dolphins, they might be able to take. I don't know. But... You need to listen to the Steelers' schedule, okay? Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. Jupe. The Jake Browning Bengals, Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens. Wow. So everybody besides the Ravens is kind of favorable for me. Yeah. yeah. And well, they have to go to Seattle. But still, like, the, but at that point, then, they win, excluding Seahawks-Ravens. So I think Seahawks are an okay team. But no, we'll see what happens with the injuries with Geno and Kenneth Walker. If they uh, win I, all of those games, that would be, that would, except for the last two, they'd well, be 11 They're definitely six. winning the Patriots game because the Patriots just forgot to show up this season. But they have like yeah, Cardinals, they can good. Cardinals, Cardinals a coin flip, Patriots they can win, Colts probably win. Um Bengals they'll probably win one of the two games. So that's another three wins right there. And that puts them at nine wins already. And then steal one between the Ravens, Seahawks, and possibly the another Bengals win. Like that's ten wins. Like that's a that's a playoff team. At least in the AFC that will be. Mike Tomlin, man, that is... A, he's a uh, damn good coach. Like, he, like, how long has he been coaching that team for now? Like, it's been, like, Since 2006. Time. I was about to say 10 years, so, geez, but seven years? He's the second longest tenured coach in the NFL besides Belichick. Like, honestly, Belichick gets the can this year. At least I was time. about to ask, do you think he's going to retire or be pushed out after Belichick? this season? Yeah. I think it will be... A retirement, quote unquote. Uh, pretty much gonna be a hey, you've been you've been our guy. You've done great things for us. Please leave, but we won't say that we fired you. It'll be a mutual parting of ways, a retirement of sorts. And wow, Travis Kelsey, rough game for you tonight, bud. Fumble, and then he just dropped the pass on third down. So I heard this. Um, so I, being a fancy football idiot, um, and they brought up on the podcast that, uh, that I listened to, uh, and one thing that's been toting around is that 
the Chargers might be a destination for him after this year. Uh, if if he leaves the Patriots and no, I've heard separate. Chargers. I've also heard Commanders. But the Chargers make sense to me because of the fact that no, they have a Belichick in- cares about cares about ownership and Spano. That's why he left the Jets. And yeah, Spanos is a horrendous owner. That is that is very true. I didn't think about that so aspect I th- of it. I think that he might go to the Commanders where. Hey, you know, Josh Howard, baby. Strange, which sounds strange to say because I think Commander's owner and I immediately think Dan Snyder and Bill Belichick wouldn't touch that situation with an 89-foot pole. No, but, but jo- Josh Harris yeah. and, the, and the Blitzer organization, again, from being a Devils fan and someone who is relatively close to the 76ers and seeing how their fan has been going, like, they are very much in the analytics. They're willing to put the money where the mouth is. And... No, if they, they they find insight that says otherwise, they will go and rush after it. I could definitely see that. AFC South. CJ Stroud is uh, firmly putting his name in the MVP conversation, although he had three picks against the Cardinals. He also had a lot of big plays as well. They get the win. Jacksonville just smashing the Titans, who... I, I got to wonder if maybe Vrabel's on the way out in Tennessee, or maybe he, like you mentioned with Salah, is just kind of on the hot seat going into next year, which I think is a little more likely. Is that a, a con, uh, division that's up for grabs? Because I would still lean Jacksonville. I would lean Jacksonville as I well. I think the better quarterback this season so far has been playing in Houston. So here's one thing that I have been stewing about. Um because I've been, I've been looking into their their stats and analytics and stuff. What's your guys' thoughts on the Houston Texans' defense? Um, because their schedule coming up is not that daunting. I think that the Texans' defense, it's kind of boom or bust. They make a lot of big plays. Like Stingley had a really nice interception. Will Anderson, Jonathan Grenner, they'll make some plays, but they're all like Rondell Moore got behind them. The mm-hmm. Buccaneers shredded them. They can give up big plays and make big plays on their own, kind of like their offense has been at points this season. CJ Stroud is kind of, yeah, at least that Arizona game. He's been pretty careful with the football and until they, and- that Cardinals game, but they've been very uh, boomer bust. And like, I thought they, you know, Looking at because I did rewatch the the Cardinals game, uh, and they they did get put pressure on Kyler Murray, and this is what his second game back, if I remember correctly, and you no, know, there might be some rust on him. But like this, the over under for the Cardinals Texans game was forty eight, and that game even eclipsed forty. So like, I'm like the books are thinking that there may be a weaker no no both weaker defenses in that game. But, like, I think that they could be, like, a sneaky team where their offense is strong enough to win them games and their defense is good enough just to keep them in it. And, like, it could be, it could go down to the wire with it in the Jaguars. Like, I think the Jaguars ha- are, have the – are in the lead to win that division, you know, being a game up, and I think they have the better defense of the two. But I think that Houston – Houston has the weapons to at least I, – I could see him winning a playoff game this year. And, the, again, according to, to the schedules, Jacksonville has uh, – they have the – so the next – this upcoming week's the Texans. Bengals are gonna, the Bengals are probably going to win. The Browns, who knows with how they've been playing. Then you have the Ravens and the Buccaneers, which are I, – I think the Buccaneers are still a – fine team they can still compete and then again panthers titans they should win those games houston they have jaguars i guess uh jaguars the broncos who knows they have oh, jets titans oh wow let's close throw i uh, know you saw that that was yep. a game-winning touchdown yep, that the chiefs just dropped, dropped. yep 
So Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts. Like, I think the the oh. the path, the Texans defense can Good do God. a lot better against those matchups. Like, I would not shock me to te- the Texans actually take the division compared to Jacksonville. But like, I think they're both playoff teams. I think they both can make the playoffs, and I'm actually excited. I'm I have been low key rooting for Houston all season, and I am very happy to see that they are they are not a team that's not on the bottom of the barrel anymore. After all the shit they went through, good. I'm I'm happy for them. They uh, they're proof when I say that it doesn't need to be an 87 year process. You just got to get the right coach, the right quarterback. And yes, the Texans have had a lot of down years. So this is by no means an overnight type thing. But they were also smart in that they didn't reach for a quarterback in the 2022 draft. And that was a bad quarterback draft. They didn't take Pickett. They didn't take Ritter. They didn't take Willis. They didn't take uh, Corral, who I'm not even sure if he's still in the league anymore. Um. And they waited. They got their guy Stroud. They moved up while they still had the opportunity. Got Will Anderson, and they got the red redhead coach in the door. And they have something that it looks like they're going to be set up for a long time. So good for the Texans. I still, I don't know if they're a playoff team right now, but I think right now I would say I think they get in, but I don't think that they win a playoff game. I still think that the. One of the Steelers or Browns, I, I just can't imagine both of those teams getting in. I refuse it on principle. The what's, Bills what's, have to get in over one of those two. So let's let's talk about this then. So who would you knock out of the current was it seven teams in the playoffs, correct? Um so who who would you knock out of the of the three wild cards? The Browns, the Texans, or the Steelers? I look at that schedule and I find it so hard to knock the Steelers out. But I look at the Texas schedule. I think it's harder not to like the Texans schedule the Texans out. Yeah. Like I don't And I look at the Browns schedule. I think it's hard to knock the Browns out. (laughs) (laughs) Does anyone play tough teams right now? (laughs) Like there would be some nice matchups coming up. Yeah, like like the Browns, like they have the Rams, they have the Jaguars, the Bears have been playing well. Then we have the Broncos. Okay, what's up with the Broncos? Is they are the one team that I've been really intrigued because they're not out of the hunt either. They've been playing good and beating good teams. Their defense has woken up. Their offense is playing good. You know, even with um, uh, Russell Wilson, Jamal playing, Williams, like really conservative football. That, okay, I, I was wondering if you were going to go with good, and I'm like, I don't know if I'd go no, no, better. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's been playing better, and he's been doing enough to to score, um, and he definitely is minimizing the turnovers from last year. But yeah, he's he's playing just like kind of good enough, but very conservative. But the thing is, with, with the Broncos, he's not to be an all-star. That's the thing, because their defense is that good. Yeah. No. Um, They had that one bad game against the Dolphins, but, like, if you just remove, like, if you go from week four on, they've been playing solid. They've been playing pretty, pretty solid overall. Like, I would say, so the Jets game is the last game they actually had a bad game, would say. Chiefs, they locked mm-hmm. it down. 19 points with the Chiefs, 17 against the Packers, 9 against the Chiefs, 22 against the Bills, 20 against the Vikings. The Vikings, you can put an asterisk on it because of the fact that, like, oh, the Hurt Cousins and Dobbs came in. Um, but still, like, they, they are competing. They are making plays. Like they, they, people after the after the Dolphins game, everybody was writing him out. This is another bad year for the Marcos. Burn it up, light up and up a fire. What I'm seeing now is a team that, again, Russell Wilson isn't you no know, laying the world on fire. He's not cooking. 
He's just throwing things in the microwave and just heating it up. It's just instant meals. And guess what? It's working for them. Instant meals. I mean, it's actually right, so a good analogy. That's exactly yeah, what it's, it's like. Yeah, it's throwing the microwave. He, he's, not, he's not playing with a wok, cooking, cooking like he used to in Seattle. All he's doing is taking the microwavable Trader Joe's out of the freezer, putting it in the, fr- in the microwave, heating up after five minutes, and then, look, we have a meal, and it's edible. Dave, you go to Trader Joe's. And it works. Right, it's good. Rich boy. All right. By the Connor, way, Connor, promise he, me this. Yes. I need you to go to their next game and just be one of those fans that rushes the field and just bring a microwave with you. <laughs> you you get on national let's, TV doing that. I will Russ give you everything I own. I I I will spray paint on it. Let it, let Russ cook. Well, we had we Russ had Russ Ru- let Russ cook. Now we're about to have let Tim boil. Ooh ooh. It's Timmy uh, boil. You like it, Connor? I like, like that. It? I like that. <laughs> that, that I, the game has gone I like final. It. I'll breathe the so I feel like we, we have to talk about it now. Eagles 21, Chiefs 17 in Arrowhead. Jalen Hurts threw for 150 yards, and the Eagles still going to Arrowhead, beat the Chiefs. The story of this game for me, Mahomes is a fantastic quarterback, but they need some receiver to catch the ball. Travis Kelsey's a great tight end, one of the best in the history of the National Football League, even though he had a rough game today. He he had a fumble. He had a pivotal third down drop. But Marquez Valdez-Scantling dropped a perfectly thrown deep touchdown pass. They had several drops. They absolutely need to go receiver in the draft. And if they don't make the Super Bowl, don't win the Super Bowl, don't get to the AFC Championship game, whatever the course might be, it's going to be because of this receiving core, because Mahomes is good enough, the offensive line is good enough, and the defense is the best that it's been since Mahomes has been there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, like, the trade deadline's already passed, so, like, isn't it? I'm surprised they didn't trade for anyone. That's what I thought, man. I kept thinking, okay, let's please, please keep, like, I know that the Bengals wouldn't trade T. Higgins to the Chiefs, but let's let's keep something like that from happening at the deadline, guys. I don't know. I mean, they do have Kadarius Tony. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, very impactful in the punt return game today. Very impactful in the punt return game. But when they're your top receiver, you know, receiver, not just, you know, catching guy, is Justin Watson. Yeah, I, I just don't know what you expect Mahomes to do with Justin Watson and you know their fourth leading receiver was Miko Hardman. Ew. Couldn't find his way on the field for the Jets. I, I, I just don't know what you expect Mahomes to do. I mean, he threw 43 passes and had 177 yards. That is a disgusting stat line for anybody, let alone Patrick Mahomes. Definitely, um, because another thing too is like Rasheed Rice was supposed to like him being a rookie this year. Like, you know, a lot of times rookies do bust out their their freshman year of playing, and he as a he's all like they only target him five times, but like if you're not open, he's not going to target to you. Eleven targets he's... for Watson. Wow, that's a lot of targets for him. That's insane. Yeah. Well, they've. You spent draft capital on guys that second round on Sky Moore, it hasn't worked. He has not been good, and that was a deep class. They could have, they could have got other players. They could have went and got someone like a Tank Dell in this year's class, a Puka Nakua, even someone like a Josh Downs that can win in the slot would have been really helpful helpful for them, or Jaden Reed who was making big plays for the Packers yesterday. I, I just don't know how the Chiefs – you're going to need big plays to win. And, you know, double-team Kelsey and make the receivers beat you. Just completely bracket Kelsey and make Mahomes go somewhere else. I mean, I can see the Ravens knocking this team off. No, I could see that too. 
I'm I'm just really really intrigued by the uh, the Watson eleven targets. I'm intrigued by. I'm gonna sound stupid saying this, but like a team with a defense like the Browns playing the Chiefs, you think they can't take away Travis Kelsey and make Mahomes stay in the pocket and not run around do a bunch of crazy stuff? That'd be like the receiver. Like it, I I could see the the Browns might not score much, but they can kind of keep the Chiefs in check. Like I can definitely see like that being like a Chiefs thirteen Browns twelve game. Just like like stupidly tight. There's one great play that Mahomes makes to just to get that one score they need, and this field goals. Yeah, I'm just. Do you think the Jets have had drop problems? The Chiefs lead the NFL with 26 drops. I'm not surprised. I'm, just, I, I'm looking through Watson's stats right now. Like, that's You're really hung up on Watt, Justin Watson. Well, I, okay, I'm. I have. Fa- <laughs> I have fancy brain, man. Wire pickup. <laughs> that's that's. I just lost my first game. Because the these past five games, and that's the thing with 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 the Chiefs. Like, I I wouldn't pick him up because of the fact that I have I have one deep league that I might, but like. The thing with the Chiefs is you're, it's Russian roulette of who's the receiver to pick. Because you can't trust any single one of them. Watson targets 1-3, one, 1-3, three, one, three, 5 against the Dolphins, and then 11 this week. That's insane. Damn, yeah, Chiefs. That is, that, is, that is quite the jump up. Well, they had a lot of retooling to do on the defensive end. They've got a lot of talent on the defense. The offensive line's good. Now they have one glaring area of need because they've kind of just been in the hole. We can neglect our receivers because we know that our quarterback will elevate everybody. They won the Super Bowl last year with Juju Smith-Schuster as their number one wide receiver, and I bet a lot of you forgot that he existed because he's done nothing in New England this year. I know Juju. Oh, Mac Jones has also been pretty Well, yeah, I know it's a completely different situation, but like – he hasn't exactly been memorable yeah, on his own. No, not at all. So they've been the boat of we can just get bodies and Mahomes will turn them into respectable receivers. And it doesn't really work like that all the time. Oh, it's up at the NFC. I'm not saying you need that... Tyreek Hill necessarily, but yes, the NFC. Yes. Brock Purdy and Jared Goff. Goff played terribly yesterday, but the Lions still found a way to win. I love this Lions team so much. And I also love the Niners when Purdy can just dissect the defense. He's back the last two games. He's played very, very well in the defense with Chase Young and Nick Bosa on the edge. Going to make things tough for uh, opposing offensive lines and quarterbacks. Getting Chase Young for that 49ers team was just like a, 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 a chef's kiss cherry on like cherry on the top. That was I don't know what John Lynch did to pull that off, but that's off to him. Connor, do you have a NFC team that you're dying to talk about? Uh I, to be honest, the whole NFC South. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have to talk about them? Half because of them didn't even play this week. Because the fact I'm looking through right now, I was like, "Are we going to see another NFC South team make the playoffs under 500?" The Saints are the only hope we have of that not happening. Yeah, they really are. But like, is Desmond it, Ritter is going to be starting again? And like I said, Heineke Heineke was not good. Dude, I want to see Ar- them. Arthur Smith should be fired. He is ruining that team. For the Falcons, that is. He's in the same. He uh, came in the same year as Scala. And I, I feel like if they don't win, he'll he'll at least be on the hot seat at a minimum. But he's been making every. He's been he's been making worse decisions than Scala, though. That's that's the thing with Arthur Smith. Is every that he's coach in that that's in their third year. Is going to be compared to Dan Campbell. 
And Dan Campbell came in and inherited probably the worst situation of all of those coaches that haven't been fired already. You know, Texans have gone through like three coaches in that time span. And Dan Campbell has made the Lions a winner. The Falcons and Jets are two teams that are like, eh, you know, okay. So the Falcons, yeah, they probably want, especially with this division, hey, why aren't we a 9-10 win team at least right now? Like, the thing with the Falcons is that every game that they have lost, they have been within relatively one score. Cardinals, Vikings, Titans, all one-score games that they have should have won, but based on play calling on and Arthur Smith's decision making, like let Bijan do his thing. I think I think that you no know, Ritter has been fine as a quarter. I know he has. I know the other guy has been playing, but like I think that he's been playing that he's too worried about the. Because again, as a someone who, who deals with fantasy, like he's too worried about the optics of everybody else thinks. It's just just do your do your thing. No, make decisions that are smart. Like, and I I just I think that he's just in his own head, and it's just it's causing this team, a good Falcons team, in my opinion, a chance for the playoffs. Yeah, like between they, that, the, the like they should be the com- they should be the Commanders. They should be the Titans. They lost to the Vikings with a Josh Dobbs team that was his very first time. Literally was flown in the day, what, two days beforehand, and got torn up, and lost to a, Car- a Cardinals team, which is Kyle Murray's first game back. Like, it would not shock me if the Falcons lost to the to the Jets, and that's in two weeks. Yeah, I can see because I just don't think the, I don't think the Falcons are going to be able to score on them. Yeah, and I exactly. think that Ritter Ritter might throw five picks in that game. That might be a game where Arthur Smith says we are running the triple option. <laughs> we are we are throwing the ball. I mean, they might as well. Uh, he's he's a silver line. Uh, he's a silver line. Like, oops, sorry, Izzo. Um, he's a silver line like on on Algier and like. Why this is the third year in a row? Why isn't Kyle Pitts getting the ball more? Why are you why, why aren't you setting up plays to get Drake London a superstar wide receiver routes that can get the ball in his hands? Like there's been plenty of games where Drake London had like what four targets in a game. Yeah, like that's that's unexcusable when you're when you're superstar talents when you're when you're uh, you're as if I was the GM of the Falcons, I'd be so annoyed that I'm spending this draft capital on these superstar players and they're, we're not putting the ball in their hands to actually have them make a difference. Like, why waste that? I will, I'll leave you guys with this because we've gone pretty long with this. Um, I just saw a stat that blew my mind. It's kind of returning to the Chiefs-Eagles game. The Chiefs have now been shut out in the second half in three consecutive games. Really? The Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, because remember, they didn't score in the second half on your Dolphins, Tommy. They got, all their points. they got all the points in the first half. <clears throat> they didn't score tonight, and they didn't score at all in the Broncos. The, the Broncos in the second half. So they have now they have not that scored a second tough. half point since October twenty second. Wow, it's been when they play. It'll have been over a month since they've scored a second half touchdown wow. or second half point. Period. Even a second half field goal. Even the Giants did that. So does that mean they're better than even the Chiefs? The, even that, the Jets that did that, that. Is that how that works? Right. Yeah. That's, okay. Cool. Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson. You know they're 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 better than <laughs> Mahomes. I guess. Oh, yeah. That God. is that is that is a stat that I I just could not ignore. I had to bring that up because. Uh, I didn't even. Re- I that didn't makes no that. sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, have not scored a second half point since October 22nd. That is you, nuts. You'd think a measly, like, a field goal would, would be there. Yeah. And, and as a top contender for playoffs, that's kind of surprising to see. Did this game knock them down a peg for any of you? Or just... Not necessarily. I mean, the Eagles just can't seem to take a loss this season. And I don't know why. I mean, from the little bit I actually get to watch. Yeah, yeah. That's a play. <laughs> who would have thought? Everybody yeah, you but gotta, Zach Wilson. You got to have that caveat in there. <laughs> that, that is a very important caveat to throw in there, which it, it, it just makes no sense because the Eagles are good, but they just never seem to look good when they play. They're very Unless that's just... Winning is winning. Uh, yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah, winning is winning, pretty, absolutely. You know... I just don't know how they seem to keep ball club, it seems. And... No, the the Eagles... I think the Eagles are the real deal. Like, I, I they keep winning because of the fact that their offense is doing enough to, to... They're scoring enough to win. And their defense has been suspect. But overall, they're... They are doing their jobs. Like I thought, the game against the Cowboys last week. Last week, they look pretty competent. Like Cowboys are finally letting uh, Dak Prescott launch the ball again, which is nice to see. And the Eagles are able to keep the game close. No, there has been what three games so far that gave up more than thirty points. If I am an Eagles fan, I am very happy with that, with how suspect their secondary has looked this season. Because I can much, I can feel comfortable that, no, my offense is going to outscore my defense no matter what. And Hurts is doing he's, – he's, Hurts has been very clutch this year. And honestly, that's what we can ask for. Hurts has been clutch, and they have the offensive line – at least in most games, Chiefs are getting back there in the first half where they can keep him upright and allow him to scramble around and make things happen. I'm just impressed that they were able to win a game on the road in Kansas City where A.J. Brown had one catch for eight yards. Yeah, I have to say after the first half was done, I thought it was a Chiefs game. I thought the Chiefs' defense was just going to cruise. I'm like, okay, yeah. Mahomes, you can just keep giving the ball to Pacheco. Kind of an easy night. And the Chiefs kind of just let them hang around. They, they like, like I mentioned with the, uh, with the Dolphins, the Chiefs didn't have that knockout blow. And then the Eagles did. And the Chiefs, Mahomes gave them an opportunity to respond. He put it right on the money, and MVS just dropped it. We saw that earlier like this, this is, weekend with Quinn Johnston as well with the Chargers. Like this is this is the third straight week that the Eagles were down going into halftime. Yep, and they pulled out. It's honestly it could be their it could be their halftime the adjustments too. Of their season they've got Bills, 49ers, and Cowboys coming up, so they've got a couple of tough games that. I'm, I think they can pull through, but I think 49ers might have the best chance of knocking them down a peg. That's just my opinion. The NFC is more interesting to me right now than the AFC because the AFC, everyone's either hurt or just they have a glaring flaw that just gets me to where I can't really pick them to beat the Chiefs. But the thing that would be the most interesting to me what if Dallas shows up this January? No. I knew Nick was going to be the first one to respond since you're a Giants fan. Cowboys and the Eagles the, were close last week. That's, But but the regular season Cowboys and playoff Cowboys are two completely different things. Regular uh, season yeah. McCarthy and playoff McCarthy. Or you, don't just have, you don't just have Cowboys. You have Cowboys and McCarthy going right now. So you're saying the Cowboys McCarthy, have more of a microwave regular season walk playoff season kind of game? It's so um, McCarthyism has not worked for the Cowboys. 
but like history what if joke. They, I like did, that. What, what if just once? What what if they were just because they beat the cool you beat the Bucks last year the divisional round has the, the Cowboys have been able to get past that with Romo they've been able to get past that with Prescott their big hiccup has been the divisional round whether it's because they've had a bye and just haven't been able to beat teams like the Giants in 07 or the Packers in 2016 or in 2014 or the Rams in 2018. Or the 49ers last year. You can never predict because the playoff Cowboys, the playoff Dak, and the playoff McCarthy are very different than the regular season. If they can show up, it'll be so interesting because you have four teams that are all legitimate contenders. I am on the Izzo side here, and I will say they will not show up. The reason being is that when push comes to shove against good teams, they have not performed. Like, let's talk about playoff teams this year that they played against. Um, Ignore the Cardinals because they lost to them. Um, But 49ers, loss. Eagles, loss. That was the only two playoff teams they played so far this year. Like, that's that's it. Everybody else has been the Giants, the Jets, uh, Cardinals, Patriots, Chargers, Rams. No, I think it's the Rams without Stafford too. Um, Giants again, and then Panthers. They haven't played nobody this year. Like that is a very weak schedule coming in. Mm-hmm. They play the Commies this week, this upcoming week, and then you have actual playoff teams they're playing against. Seahawks. I'll say it's a coin flip. Uh, we'll see how injury wise they are. Then you have the Eagles again, then the Bills, then the Dolphins, then the Lions. Those four games are determined to me would say, are you a contender? Because if you can't win half of those games of those four, they ain't going to do anything. If they win one or four, they ain't going deep. My my thing with my thing with them is just I, I can't trust anything that I see in the regular season as fact. I can't trust it in the postseason before I I can believe it. I can't trust their offense right now. That's the issue I'm having. Even with even with Dak going off and like I I like to see them have Dak throw the ball to CeeDee Lamb because I think those two are the ones that will create the opportunities for them. But on the flip side, if your offense can't beat legitimately good defenses. You don't blow in the playoffs. Like you, you won't go. You won't go far. And they have not. They have not faced anyone that can either, you know, sling it like they can, or have a defense that can, you know, that can really stop them. Uh, other than the 49ers and the Eagles so far, that's it. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, their December is going to be fascinating. Cowboys, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, all teams that can. Keep up with them on the scoreboard offensively. Like, if if Lions, Cowboys were this upcoming week, who would you pick? And would say Cowboys were home. Yeah, because that's what it's going to be for that Monday night game. Um, if, was, if, was, if the next game was, I'd, if next I'd game probably was, pick the Cowboys to win that game. I think it'd be a coin toss. I, oh I, yeah, no, I, it's close. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not like a definite Cowboys. I, I. I think it's gonna be close. I just think that. I think that they'll be able to force some Goff turnovers. You know, Goff kind of showed against Chicago that he's more than willing to give the ball to the other team. And Dallas, I mean, Deron Bland has been a turnover machine this year, and they're able to get pressure on anybody. So I, I think that they'd be able to force some mistakes. But it was if it was flipped and it was in the dome in Detroit, would you would they definitely think that line change? Because right now they're a lot of change. I, I think it would change as well. Um, I still have my concerns with golf against that type of team. Now that offensive line gives him more uh, protection than most would. It's a very good offensive line, but. Whenever you play some a team that has Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, they're they're gonna get some pressure. 
and the Eagles have a you know a myriad of guys that they can bring pressure with, and the 49ers, obviously with Bosa and Chase Young. That's my bigger concern with the Lions, is we know that Jared Goff is a quarterback that struggles under pressure. He definitely does, but one thing that the Lions does have going for them, which is nice to see now, is that their run game is fantastic. Oh, the one-two punch of Gibbs and Montgomery is incredible. Now that it's they're cr- actually using Gibbs, love because, it. Because they are, just, they are such a good change of pace kind of players, too, where if you yeah. want to go, I'm going to hammer you hard, Monty is great at doing that. and But if you want to go more finesse and like more explosion, Gibbs can do that too. And I I think, like, honestly, even with, if let's say it was Dallas minus three, if Dallas was home, I would still pick the Lions. Because I think that their defense is good enough to keep them close. And I think the Lions, I think the Lions can, you know, even when they have that crappy game against the Bears, Justin Fields is still a good quarterback. And they still kept them in this game, and they found a way. No, you were just talking about the Lions head coach. No, he he's changed a culture in that team, that locker room, to where, no. It's not just lip service with him. You hear that word, you know, culture changer, and a lot of times it's kind of just bullshit. It's no, not with really him, something that actually, with him, it's the real deal. It's legitimate, like what every – GM owner wants when they make a head coaching hire. It's like, so, you no, know, for those who don't know, I used to coach hockey, and I something that I've experienced as a coach <clears throat> is like different coaching strategies. And like, there's some that work with certain, certain players. And if you sometimes when you have a coach who is like Dan Campbell, who is like, I will chew glass and spit it in your face just to spite you, kind of coach. Like sometimes that can fire up teams, and the Lions have taken on that identity that Campbell has, and it is such a such a fun, and it can really change the mentality of that locker room. It, it really does, because because five years ago, or even three years ago, when the Lions were down in that situation against the Bears, they would have folded. But now you're seeing yeah. a team that actually has a fight that that has the grit to go back and win games like that they had to learn how to win and they did and now they're finishing games and they have yeah. the run game to be able to do it that's something that yeah you know, they have the run game to be able to do it when they need to throw they can they have receivers Amon Ra Laporta's been good and Gibbs out of the backfield is going to be one of the most explosive pass catchers we've seen I, I know a lot of people were hating on that pick after the draft, and a lot of people were hating on that pick the first few weeks of the season when they weren't using him as much. But let me tell you, that's a guy that you want to have come playoff time. It's going to no, be Kamara yeah. Ingram. You know, when the Saints first drafted Kamara, and Mark oh, Ingram was also King there. Ingram. King Ingram, baby. Oh, I love him so much. That was such a fantastic one-two combo. And this is... It doesn't have the same return of that, but I think it, that that's that's the type of ceiling that we have with this this uh, this duo. I it's love the it. it's the identity they have is that kind of that kind of look. All right, well, I think that wraps things up. Fun night catching up NFL action, guys. I know we're gonna be talking some Stranger Things here soon, but as far as football goes, enjoy Thanksgiving. I don't think any of the games are out of this world, but they're not horrible either. And uh, enjoy the Black Friday football, I guess. <laughs> enjoy is a strong That's the word game right I'm there. looking forward to. Yeah. Oh, shut up, you. <laughs> One of the best there, Tommy? Look, I uh, historically, historically, the Jets have usually been an upset for the Dolphins. So I, yeah, I yeah. Could go keep with it in this. the history books because I don't think it's happening. <laughs> I, I don't know. You're nine and a half point favorites in MetLife Stadium. Probably okay. more in I'm, like a week or in two days. Yeah, after everyone just get just bets on Tim Boyle or against <laughs> Tim Boyle. Yeah. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. And uh, you shouldn't be either. Maybe you, Tommy. But, you know, I don't do this for you. So, 
I'll I'll just glow I'll just glow a tiny bit next week. Oh, That's glow fair. as much as you want, man. Yeah, no one's gonna <laughs> stop you from that. I'm just I I might mute the group chat during that game. <laughs> oh, I'll call right. you. I'll find ways. For uh, Connor Vandermark, Nick Izzo, and Tommy Grant, I'm Mitchell Lee. You've been listening to the Weekly Recess, the Jersey Nerds podcast.